Right, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Second Chronicles chapter nine. So we're in the Old Testament. Uh, it's Kings, then Chronicles, uh, and then what's would be Samuel next or Samuel Kings Chronicles. So Second Chronicles. So right before Ezra. The kids haven't said it in a while, and I get rusty on some of these. I need their help with the minor prophets. That's when it gets tricky, the, sh the real short ones. But Second Chronicles 9, I'm glad we have the Bible, and I'm glad uh, it's true. Uh, and I'm glad that the Lord, uh, he has shown us what we need. You know, in it, uh, And not only has he shown us what we need, but he does just like a good teacher does. And if there is something we really need to know, he repeats it over and over and over again. Uh, and he, uh, you know, we were talking before service, you know, sometimes people will pick out one obscure passage that only talks about something once and they will try to build a whole big old thing on top of it. And I'm here to tell you, uh, I'm glad there are things in the Bible I don't understand. I don't understand uh, some of the passages in the Bible, and that's okay, because God's bigger than I am. So if I understood it all, then I'd be at the same mental level as God, and I don't want to be anywhere near that. Uh, and, uh, and I wasn't there at the beginning when things were created. I wasn't there before the flood. Uh, I, wasn't, I didn't see what John saw. Uh, so uh, I'm at a disadvantage when it comes to trying to figure everything out. But the great thing is I have a relationship with the author. Amen. So when I get confused, I can go to the author. And if he lets me know with that, uh, uh, if he gives me some insight and lets me know about something, then praise God. But there are sometimes the author has said, you're just going to have to wait, Mike, for that one. But I'll tell you what, uh, there will come a day when all the questions will be answered, and I'm thankful for that. But Second uh, uh, Chronicles chapter 9, a different little story tonight. I uh, don't want to take too long because we've got uh, some celebration afterward, and we got some young kids. Uh, and so Second Chronicles 9 verse 1 says this, And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, she came to prove Solomon with hard questions at Jerusalem with a very great company and camels that bear spices and golden abundance and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions, and there was nothing hid from Solomon, which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon in the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel, his cupbearers also and their apparel, and his ascent by which he went up to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said unto the king, it was a true report which I heard in mine own land of thine acts and of thy wisdom, howbeit I believe not their words, until I came, and mine eyes had seen it, and behold, the one half of the greatness of thy wisdom was not told me, for thou exceedest the fame that I heard. Happy are thy men, and happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighteth to, in thee to set thee on his throne, to be king for the Lord thy God, because thy God loved Israel 
Israel to establish them forever and therefore made thee a king over them to do judgment and justice. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. Lord, we thank you for its truth. And Lord, I pray uh, that you would help me tonight to be able to preach. Lord, open up our ears and our hearts. Let us learn tonight from your word. Let us apply it to our life. Let us think on these things. And Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing. Lord, and we thank you for your word. And in, that, in Jesus' name we pray. And amen. amen. So we see uh, this visit. Uh, Solomon is the king. We know uh, from the Bible that he, uh, remember, he's David's son. Uh, and he asked uh, for, he was, uh, God asked him what he, what he would give to him. And he could have asked for riches. He could have asked for peace from his enemies or his enemies being destroyed. He could have asked for a long life, but instead he asked for wisdom. In a very humble fashion, he went to the Lord and basically told the Lord, I, I'm not, I don't have the wisdom to be able to govern these people. I don't want to mess this up, you know, uh, and asked for wisdom. And the Lord ended up not only giving him wisdom, but gave him all the other things. And the Bible talks about his wisdom. There hasn't been anyone like it, and neither will there be. And that, that should kind of give you a pause to think about that there's been some pretty smart people over the years but God says this is the one why because God had filled him with godly wisdom so we see uh, this queen of Sheba uh, had heard of him and heard of his fame and heard of his wisdom so she comes to visit verse 1 says she brought with her not only the gold and camels and and a great company of people to come visit uh, but she brought uh, hard questions the Bible says she she brought these things these questions uh, to him uh, to find it out because she was saying you know what I've heard of his wisdom I've heard of all of this stuff but you know what I'm gonna test him myself I've got questions I don't know the answers to and I'm gonna bring them to him and it says when she got there it says that she, uh, she, when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. You know, when you think about this, a, another, a, a, a two, you know, you've got a king of Jerusalem, you've got of Judah, uh, you, and Israel, and you've got this queen of Sheba. She was about 1,500 miles away, traveled a long distance, took a long time to come to see him. And if one king was visiting another, they're not going to share everything, right? They're not going to lay bare everything about their kingdom. They're not going to uh, uh, talk about their weaknesses and everything else. But that's not what we see. They see this queen of Sheba just laying it out there. Like uh, not only the hard questions that she brought, but she just bared her heart before him. And she brings all these gifts and everything else. And when she uh, bared her heart, what do we see in verse 2? Solomon told her all her questions. Uh, and there was nothing hid from Solomon that he told her not. So Solomon doesn't hold anything back. He answers all the hard questions. He answers everything that she has, gives her this uh, wisdom for free. And, and not only that, she was able to see what wisdom produced. You know, that's what we see also in this story. See, it's one thing to have the uh, knowledge in your head, but if it never goes any further than your head, it's not wisdom. Because uh, we've seen people that they, they know what they need to do. They know the truth. They know uh, what is godly, what's righteous. They know what the Bible says. Says, but if they never put it into practice, there's nothing to show for it. 
So not only did he have uh, this godly knowledge in his head, but it was wisdom was the fact that he applied it. He lived by it. He ruled by it. His kingdom, you could look around and see that it was led by a godly, you know, a man that, that trusted God, a man that was filled with godly wisdom. And you're thinking, uh, is that really true? Well, let me ask you the opposite. If you look, if you have a ruler that's not following godly wisdom, can you see it? Is it evident when you look around the nation? Absolutely. Look around. We've got a, a government that largely is going against the Bible, and we can see the results of it. But she saw the opposite. She looked around, and she saw a nation that was being led by godly wisdom. And she could see it everywhere. That's what she's saying. Verse 3, the queen of Sheba had seen the wisdom of Solomon and the house that he had built. She saw the temple. She saw these different things that had gone on. And look at verse 4. After all these other things that she saw, look at the end. There was no more spirit in her. And this should shock you. Because you think about it. She brought riches, right? She brought the camels. She brought the gold. She brought the spices, all this stuff. So she was able to bring all of this stuff. She was rich too. They had all the gold. They had a bunch of gold in their kingdom too. Now they weren't as wealthy as Solomon, but she was, she was used to living in luxury and going and seeing someone else who lived in luxury. But it was more than that. It wasn't the luxury, right? She was accustomed to that. Uh, she was just, the wisdom overwhelmed her. The, the fact of here's what God says to do overwhelmed it. This is how God wants you to rule. Uh, this is what his word says. It just blew her away. And then she testifies in verses Five and on, she says to the king, it was a true report, which I'd heard. You know, I've heard about your wisdom. Verse six, I believed not their words until I came and mine eyes had seen it. And she's saying that uh, the half, right? If it, uh, it, it, they, were, they were holding back on it. They only gave me half of what I've seen here for the excellent uh, exceedest the fame that I have heard. But here's what really got me as she's testifying. Verse seven, do you see what she says? Happy are thy men, and happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee and hear thy wisdom. She's saying, listen, Solomon, you've got people that are serving you, that are just happy, that they on the side there, maybe they're working off to the side, they get to glean some of your wisdom that you're giving out throughout the day, and that makes them happy. They're, they are blessed because they get a little piece of your wisdom. Even though they may have to do some kind of hard task or manual task or something like that, they're happy to serve you because you're ruling in godliness and you're speaking in godliness and living in godliness, and they want that. They, they are blessed by that no matter what they're doing to serve. And that really hit me. And not only that, but look at verse 8. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighteth in thee uh, to set thee on his throne to be king for the Lord thy God, because thy God loved Israel to establish them forever, and therefore made thee king over him to do judgment and justice. When he laid bare his heart to her, you know what he told her? I, he didn't say I'm a self-made man. He didn't say I did this, I built this temple. He didn't say all these things. He talked about God. Because now in verse 8, she is testifying about God. Look what God has done for you. Yeah. It's because he told her 
what God had done for her. I tell you what, if someone looks at us and they're impressed and they're not impressed because of what God's done, we're in trouble. We've, we've missed it, right? Our testimony is missing the key piece of our success, and it's God. But I got to really thinking about verse 7. Happy are thy men, and happy are these thy servants, which standeth continually before thee, and hear thy wisdom. And I thought about that. It got me thinking about heaven. You realize the Bible talks about hell. We get a lot of descriptions about hell. We don't get as many descriptions of heaven in the Bible. It's hard to fully understand what's going on. Uh, but one of the places is Revelation 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb in the midst of the street of it. And on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare 12 manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads and there shall be no night there and there no need candle neither light of the sun for the Lord giveth the Lord God giveth them light and they shall reign forever and ever and he said unto me these things are faithful and true and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done behold I come quickly blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book so that is one of the few descriptions we get just a little glimpse of what heaven is like. And we see that the Jesus Christ is in the center of it. That shouldn't, that shouldn't surprise us. He's in the center. We don't need the sun because he's, he's the light of the world. And then, but what I love is where it talks about in verse, I think it's verse 3. Uh, it says, and his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be on their foreheads. You know, I've said it before, and people, some people don't like it. They think, I, they think all they're going to do uh, in heaven is just uh, pleasure-filled and do whatever you want, everything else. It talks about us being his servants and serving him. And some people are thinking, when? And, and the first thought they get is the devil wants them to get a thought of, like, going to work tomorrow, having to work for the boss, you know, punch the clock, everything else, and all the trouble that goes into that. That's not his servants serving him. I believe 2 Chronicles chapter 9 gives us a small glimpse. I'm not saying that Solomon is Jesus, but in some ways he's a type, right? I'm not saying the Queen of Sheba is us, but you can see some pictures in here. And what you can see is verse 7. Happy are thy men, and happy are these servants which standeth continually before thee, and hear thy wisdom. That's what the Queen of Sheba said about Solomon. And I got to thinking, if his servants will serve him for eternity, we're going to be around the throne. We're going to be uh, doing whatever, he's called, whatever he wants us to do uh, after this life. And I guarantee it's not going to be anything like the service down here full of pain and full of hurt and everything else but it made me think as we're serving Jesus I think we're going to get the same thing I think some of the hard questions that we said a minute ago, right? Some of those things that we just don't know the answers to. I think when we get up to heaven I think the Lord's just going to give us some of those hard answers just like that 
And I think when, it, when the devil tries to discourage us that we're going to be uh, serving in heaven, uh, one of the things we forget is how happy we're going to be doing it. Just because we get to be with Jesus Christ. I guarantee, I, I want to serve him down here. But when I see him for real, Jimmy, when I see the nail prints in his hand, when I see how holy he is and realize how unholy I am, when I see how faithful he is and how glorious he is, uh, I, I've enjoyed serving him down here. I guarantee I'm going to be even happier serving him up there for eternity and guess what he's going to give us more of his wisdom more he's going to explain more to him you want to know why because jesus said this in 1242 the queen of the south shall rise up in judgment with this generation and count and shall condemn it and she for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of solomon and behold a greater than solomon is here she came with her questions. She got answers. I'm here to tell you, aren't you glad you can take to God your hard questions and he will give you answers? Now, some of them, we don't get the entire answer when we want it. Sometimes we don't get every description, every uh, piece of information we want. Because why? Uh, the missing pieces are what faith requires to fill in the blank. But one day our faith is going to end in sight. And we're going to be with Jesus Christ. And I believe he's going to open up a lot of things. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know if he's going to sit us around like a class. I don't know if he's going to hand us something to look at. I don't know what he's going to do. But I'm here to tell you, I guarantee we're going to see a lot of things when we get up there. And you know what we're going to say? We're going to look at it and say, you know what? I remember reading that. Yeah. And now I can see it. And the half wasn't even told. Amen. Amen. Not that it's different, but we're going to say to the Lord, I think you undersold that. Amen. Amen. Right. We just read Revelation 22 and we're going to see a pure river of water of life and we're going to see it. We could have said, Lord, you could have said a lot more about that. And when we see his throne, words will not describe. Right. But you know what I love? We're serving him down here. And you never know what could happen. We never know what tomorrow will bring. But you know what I'm looking for? And I've been practicing. This is one of the most recent ones I've been, I've been working on. So hopefully I can get it without messing it up. But 1 Thessalonians 4.13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but we could be caught up before tonight's over with. What a blessing. And guess what? If we're caught up, we're going to see the greater than Solomon. And we're going to see all of our faith will become sight. And everything in this Bible, you know, a lot of things will be like, you know what? We were confused. And the Bible really did say this. We thought it was that, but it really did say what it meant. And then there's other things where we're going to say, wow, I knew this was coming, but I didn't know this was coming. Amen. All right.
little different message, maybe to get you thinking, maybe to get you praying, maybe read that story again, think about uh, what we've got. I'm telling you what, it is worth serving the Lord. But one of the things I always want to do 